Well, you know that music only means one thing, that uh, yet again you're back with the two smoking guns. I'm Scotty and as always uh, joined by my great mate on the other side here, Rutsy. Hello to you, mate. Scotty, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm oh, going mate. well. Yeah, no, I'm... Uh, you coping? No, just, yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, you know, it wasn't great news that we got. No. The, the, a little bit of an extension, but... Um, I don't know. Uh, I know, you know, people are saying this has been the hardest one. I, I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, I'd say but, so. You know, it's. Uh, but uh, look, you know, we've had some nice weather in the last couple of days. It's been good, and, isn't it? And uh, you know, a little bit of vitamin D, and you know, the body feels a bit warmer. Sort of puts a bit of a smile on your doll, you know. Yeah, just so, to lighten um, the mood on it. Too. Yeah, there we go. So I want to play, um, play COVID Lotto with you. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I've got a. We, we've got some good. We've got more material today than Matt Preston's cravat. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so let me just let me just set the premise. What are we this. doing? Bingo or lotto? No, or? we're doing. We're going to pick the end date of this thing. Oh, and okay. you and I are going to have a bet. Right, hundred bucks. Right, or or, or <laughs> even better. Yeah. Um, we're going to shout each other lunch, lunch, which will be more than a hundred bucks. <laughs> so, according to the latest uh, proclamation, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, by September twenty three. Oh yes. Uh, we're 70% of Victoria due to have a first dose. This is all very rubbery. Yeah. And by the 1st of November, uh, 70% are due to be fully vaxxed, which is a double hit, yeah, a double right. shot. Right. Right. A double latte. Yeah. Right. So I'm putting it to you that at September 23, we would have had 235 days of, of total lockdowns across the six of them. Yeah, great. Awesome. So I'd like us to put a... A stake in the ground of when we think we're coming out of lockdown. Yeah. Not maybe fully. We might still have to wear masks so, or something. But when are we coming out? So I'm so going to go is first. Is this the seventy? Is this when do you reckon we'll get to seventy percent double dose? No, when, no, no. An eighty percent are due to be fully vaxxed by nineteenth of November. Right. Right. So. I've done some research. <laughs> you've, done some, <laughs> you've done some extrapolation. Well, well yes, I have. So, um, by the 18th or the 19th of November, yes. that will be 292 days of lockdown. Oh, my goodness. See, I'm betting that Dan's going for 300. Oh, I reckon right. he's going for the triple I... ton. <laughs> so, I reckon the 27th of November, is, or the 28th of November, is the date we come out of lockdown. That's that's what I'm putting. I'm going to go on on, on the gambling site. Twenty eighth of November, and I'm having a crack at the twenty eighth of November, which is a Sunday that right. we're coming out, and then we are going to lunch on the 29th <laughs> or the thirtieth. <laughs> All right, now All right, so I, if, if I it helps to you to have a calendar, yeah, I was going to say I haven't got a calendar in front of give me. you a so, visual reference so, point. So, uh, what do you reckon? Damning Dan's gone because I reckon we'll be out before eight, Christmas. You'll have to do eighteenth or nineteenth. Well, uh, my... I I think uh, now that you've actually picked your date, yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to go before or after. No, no. I just heard something today that might actually uh, be a curveball for you. A curvy, yeah, yeah. In that they've changed the time frame of the AZ. AZ. <laughs> Not the Pfizer. Not the Pfizer. <laughs> they've changed the they've changed the um, timeline of the AZ, AZ from twelve weeks back to six. They have possibly four. True. Did you know that? I didn't. And, ah, but thank well, you. Uh, well, that's why I'm. But thinking, I've chosen my date now, and well, I'm going to stick with well, it. Well, okay. Because uh, I was thinking was maybe there's a sneaky chance 
we might come in under the 18th. Ooh, okay. What, so, pick a date. I will. Yeah. Uh, so you go Closest, uh, the nearest the pin. So I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, Friday the 12th. Friday, not Friday the 13th. Friday no, the no, 12th. Because it's not the 13th. The 13th is a Saturday. <laughs> it's a lucky number for so some. I'm going to go Friday the 12th. Friday the 12th of, of November. November. Yeah. Righty-o. Go, Locked we're, and we're gonna, loaded. We're going to rock it. They're pushing all the kids through. Yeah. Um, and our numbers will get worse in the next few days than better. Yeah. That'll be another scaremonger piece. Oh, you've thought this through. I actually have in the yeah. last 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your mind going in a million miles. Yeah, hang on. A couple of factors at work here. Yeah, no, yeah. So there that. you go. I'm going to go early. I'm going to just... I'm going to go... We, he's going to... The, the, the last hurrah yeah. will be that he goes earlier than he said he would. Yeah, good. Because so, he's okay. extended everything until now. COVID lotto. COVID lotto. COVID lotto. I love it. Uh, but let's not go through case numbers. Or no, we're not doing any more than that. And today's numbers were that's great. That's pretty much all it deserves, we're right? 170 today. I don't care. Don't listen to it anymore because it's all irrelevant no, noise. But, but, no, but 93 were mystery. Yeah, mystery. That's the bad Is that like a mystery bet? No, that's just like we haven't got a bloody clue. Like a mystery trifecta. Well, it's a mystery, all right. We'll have 300 tomorrow. Now, anyway, you know on this show we don't like to talk about the serious part of the world because we don't know there's, enough, <laughs> there's enough news outlets doing that and it's quite dull. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to take you through some things that have caught my eye. <laughs> Thank you, Cyclops. <laughs> through the week. Both eyes or just one? Just the one. I've got one eye open and one eye closed, dreading what's coming my way. But this is a lovely piece yeah. out of Berlin in Germany. Ah, lovely. Um, and it's called... Uh, a Tourette's outbreak Uh-oh. has been linked to a YouTube star. Oh. Now, if that headline doesn't grab your attention and what well, you're reading you what, more... Uh, YouTube and Tourette's, there's a... I'll go... I mean, a, you've been a, have you got a mute button? Yeah, well, this could be an interesting <laughs> this segment. Could, so, this could turn into so anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got audio. Oh, I don't know. I might have audio, but oh, don't no. we have to do that one oh. that goes... Um, where, where is it? Language warning. Oh. <laughs> that one. I don't. I can't find it. Uh, anyway, um, it's a. It's a, been reported that there's a sharp rise in Tourette's syndrome. So people know what yep. Tourette's yep. syndrome uncontrollable is. It's outbursts uncontrollable outbursts of rude words. Yep. Most exhibiting only you know, physical, physical, vi- physical, physical tics. Stuff. Yep. Yeah, all that. Yep. Yep. So tricky. A sharp rise in Tourette's sim- symptoms amongst young Germans has been linked to their mimicking of a social media star with the condition. Oh. Doctors at Hanover Medical School were perplexed by the growing number of youngsters reporting physical tics associated with Tourette's before they realised that the patients were watching a wildly popular YouTube channel that translates as Thunderstorm in the Brain, hosted by Jan Zimmerman, who's 22. Jan Zimmerman is a Tourette sufferer. Yeah, right. But he posts humorous videos about the condition. Yep. So he's, he's yep. you know, having a laugh at himself or... and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Good. And he's got 2.2 million subscribers to his channel. So these kids are mimicking him. Mm. They actually don't have the condition, no, no. but they look like they do. Yes, because they're, they're just, young. They're taking the P15S and just copying him. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Right. Um, as well as copying his tics, patients are using the German phrases yelled by Zimmerman. Yes. Including oh, well, French language. fries. Strong language. Bomb. Language. You are ugly, flying sharks, and another bad one that's German-related that I won't yep. comment upon. Yep. 
About 10% of Tourette's sufferers shout out rewards and most have ticks. The yep. condition affects about 1% of young people. Wow. Which is a that's a higher lot. than that's, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Big um, anyway, um, the, um, there's a whole range of people now jumping on board. There's young people in, in, in Britain who are um, setting up their own YouTube channels. And it's interesting that people are, are following that. But I think it's a good thing that they're... Um, putting it out there yep. and trying to raise awareness for that. Um, not such a good thing that people are copying them so much, but nah. there you go. It's a it's a mass social media influenced illness so, is what well, they're classifying gonna, it as. So can I ask some questions off the back of that? Um, questions without notice. Uh, I assume there's no cure for Tourette's? I think it can be medically so it can be treated. Managed and as I think they manage to, the ticks. So. Right. And I think they man the the chemical. It's all chemical in the brain stuff. Yep. It's, you know, obviously not being a medical expert, but yep. it's uh, triggers and synapses not firing. Right. So I think they they use. I would imagine, and <laughs> this is where I'm completely out of my depth. Yep. But they would use some form of beta blocker or something like that. I Thank guess you, to doctor. calm them down. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. <laughs> um, I'm assuming. And my second question is, I assume they haven't established what causes to begin with or are you born with it i don't know i didn't go into that research yeah i I, I don't know whether you can develop it as you get older or you it's it's just from day dot what are you finding you're swearing a bit more at the moment (laughs) uncontrollably (laughs) no 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 um no uh no but i'm just i i can't i i don't recall seeing somebody who didn't have it as a as a child i don't think yeah yeah i get it i think it I, I don't know. I'd like I'll, I'll research. Oh, we'll, okay. we'll find out. Research. Yeah, research. I think where's we, where's uh, our research and analyst on I this think, show? I think we need to find out. Um, well, speaking of things that um, uh, you know, a little bit, I, I suppose. Um, I don't know. It's not odd. It's a common thing. But um, I just, I just, uh, I read this uh, this headline. Russia not taking pee. Yeah, I saw that too. That? I do. Yeah, it's a great story. Uh, well, give us the background to it because the, there's a couple of really quirky sort of pieces. <laughs> Staying in Europe, this is the European segment. So, uh, this is from Oslo. Yeah. Um, anyone taking a leak on the banks of the um, Jakaselva River that separates Norway from Russia had better watch their rain. <laughs> a new oh, sign. Windy there, is it? <laughs> Point downwind. (laughs) Correct. Always Um, was. A new sign has appeared um, that warns visitors no peeing towards Russia. Yes, (laughs) I saw that. Um, It's placed handily next to an official signpost stating the area is under. Video surveillance. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a whole a whole new uh, Big Brother episode yes, coming here by the looks of it. Oh, another um, Big Brother episode. This is this is the piece that just kills me. Uh, urinating in nature is not necessarily offensive, but it depends on your point of view. In the case, in this case, it falls under the law banning offensive behaviour at the border. Yes, yes. <laughs> Said Norway's border commission, uh, Jens Arm Hulind. Um, those brave individuals who dare to do the deed in Russia's direction face a sizable fine of 3,000 kroner, which is $471. It's a lot of money <laughs> well, for I taking should... a leak. Well, it's probably a month's wages <laughs> over there, I'm not sure. Which begs the question of what other missiles are being lobbed at Russia from oh, the Swedish border. I mean, uh, anyway, I mean, I'm not so fussed about the fact that they're telling you you can't. 
I just don't like the fact there's a camera up there, really. But anyway, that'll well, end up on a, that'll end up on YouTube. That'll be on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> don't you worry, it'll have its own channel, mate. It'll be another form of Tinder or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to see what you what you're going to get. So no, I did speak. I did see that story. It's a lovely uh, story. Anyway, a lovely story. All right. The other story Over that caught my eye through the week is back in in uh, Melbourne. Uh. It's, uh, Something's happening in Melbourne? Yes. Um, <laughs> really? There is something happening in Melbourne, and it's uh, it's actually called the Rubber Chicken Relay. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. So what's happened, right? Hundreds of Melbourne runners are passing the time during lockdown yep. by passing a rubber chicken between their 5K bubbles. Oh. Right. Can, can the chicken travel outside the bubble? <laughs> the chicken <Or> can. <laughs> the chicken can. <laughs> What they've done, this is a this is a, a guy called Peter has set this up. He lives in local be- in Safety Beach down down the coast. Yep, and he has a running group, but because they can't do their normal nine k, ten k run, yes, he's got the rubber chook. So from his house, he runs five k, and then he passes the baton or the, the chicken. It's the chook bat, really. Yeah. <laughs> to to the next person, and they run, and then they pass it on to the next. Right. So they've turned, apparently down Mount Martha Way, there's a thing called the Big Bird Trail, and they're using a rubber chicken to navigate their way around. But what they do, this is a classic, they attach a Garmin to the rubber chook. Oh, stop it. And a bottle of hand sanitizer, clearly, yep. doing the right thing. Yep. Um, so the toy rubber chicken is doing the, hop, the full distance. The full distance. And it's measured on Garmin, which <laughs> is the device. Running that... 800 kilometres <laughs> away, this chook. It's a fit chook. Um, so he said, during lockdown, we're only allowed to run in ones or twos, so we decided to run in a relay. 20 of us took part. We ended up running 130k over 13 hours. Oh, too funny. Which is funny. They start near their home, make their way to the bubble border. Could be a borders. That's my segue, you see. Right. <laughs> Look at you Look at me go. go. Here you go. Should, should say the start of the uh, segment. Um, <laughs> and they get as many people, in, and it's growing, it's growing and growing and growing, and other people around Melbourne are doing also the rubber chook relays. So they've got 100, 100 lockdown bubbles involved in this relay at the wow, moment. That's fantastic. So coming to a suburb near yeah. you are people running around with rubber chickens. So if you see a rubber chicken by the side of the road, it's been dropped by a participant. <laughs> Correct. Is that a great story? Oh, that's a ripper story. Yeah, hey, no, that's a ripper. People's inv- inventiveness um, knows no bounds. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Um <laughs> That's very good. Man, you like that? Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> now, this one did catch my eye. So, uh, you recall that recently uh, there was a group of jockeys that uh, oh, they that, had a bit of a party. Well, they wanted to. They had a meeting. Yeah, there was and, some, um, it was uh, rumoured to be somewhat salacious. Yes. 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 I'm. I'm led to believe Just, it. Was, um, it's it, Sir Barrington Tuffington Smart. Yeah. Our lawyer I, yeah been can't this? go there, but there was. I, I'm. A, I'm led to believe one participant uh, was encouraged to be there. Yeah. Um, uh, f- for a very good reason. <laughs> but, um, uh, king of the King of the Castle. Tap dance. Yeah, yeah, Tap yeah, dance king, around. King of the please. Castle. Yes. But anyway. Uh, we'll leave it well, at the that. Queen, so, um, Queen of the Castle. So when I saw um, horseplay in G-strings, <laughs> you, you naturally this went there. actually, uh, I just thought, well, this, uh, oh, this is this is a little bit going on in the in the, in the horse racing industry <laughs> at the minute. Um, Rumours hmm. are in overdrive about a leaked video doing the rounds, which Ooh. reportedly captures racing types. Mm. Oh, don't you love it when they talk racing about types. racing types well, partying? 
yes. in a villa at an upmarket Melbourne hotel. Yes. Careful here. With scantily clad um, participants wearing nothing more than a G-string. Mm. And the women as well. <laughs> um, so this is, the video. This isn't the Mornington Airbnb. Uh, no, this, this is, is something uh, else. This is CBD. This is and, a celebration uh, after Cup Day. Yeah, perhaps. something. Yeah, somebody's had, a, somebody's had a win. They've gone and, to the flower drum and, and eaten their fill and then they've adjourned. So the video, uh, which is the subject of much chatter on Saturday, is not thought to have been filmed recently. Oh, so, it goes so it's back a little a bit, bit old. A little actually. bit old. Pre-COVID, perhaps? Or have anything to do with those involved in this week's racing scandal. Oh, very so it's good. nothing to do with so those we can guys park either, that. right? So, so this might go back a little way. Um, the men in the clip are understood to be easily identifiable. <laughs> right. That's not so good for them. Not so good. Uh, but not so the four women who reportedly were sipping wine scantily clad. Yes. And pouring drinks at a marble-tabled island beach. Bench, that would bench. be. Bench. Hmm. Bench. Bench. My bench. eyes are going now. Um, clearly a keen horsewoman, it is said, said one even leans over and rests her arm on the shoulders of another man and then makes a whipping action well, the whip on, there. on part of her uh, body with her free hand. Oh, very good. Um, while what goes on behind closed doors is meant to be private, you would have to think that if you had a profile of any kind in sport, you would be making sure phone and videos were not part of the fun because who knows where the clip ends up. Well, you can just uh, ask those people who were at an engagement party anyway, recently so why they would be filming said yeah, engagement party. Anyway, so there we go. So that's doing hey, the um, rounds allegedly. But that just, that's par for the course, Scotty, because as we know, there's a lot of colourful racing identities. <laughs> Around <laughs> and they get up to all sorts of nefarious yeah, activities. Tend to make well, that sure might that be not nefarious, it might just be salacious. Oh, it just could be a bit of fun. Might be somebody's birthday, might be somebody's birthday. Hey. That's right, yeah, could be anything. Yeah, horses in G strings. Yeah, I thought yep. I, I had a different image of that, by yep. the way. But when you started that article, ah, just, just a little gathering when they were able to have a gathering, yes, so they did nothing wrong. Hey, the other one, yeah. did they the other article that I want you to talk about is um. Because they would have, if it was pre-COVID, they wouldn't have had to check in with a QR code. No. Supposedly. No. But there's a lovely story going around the grounds about that, that you should probably refer to. Well, I thought this was quite ingenious. This is genius. I, I, this put, this, I put this into the, um, you're a smart aleck. Um, so I hope I haven't cut off too much of the article. That go. <laughs> anyway, right out. So uh, we'll belt through this. This is, I, this is from Italy. This is from Roma. Roma. Uh, an Italian student has become an internet sensation after a video online showed his novel solution to the rigmarole now involved in entering a venue. I mean, it's driving me mad, this whole barcode thing. Yep. But anyway, you've got to do it. The barcode of his vaccine passport is now tattooed on his arm. He got a tat. Andrea Colonetta. Colonetta. Colonetta's arm. The 22-year-old said he had not given much thought in advance uh, before getting his latest tattoo, but decided on <laughs> no the shit. topical choice of taking, talking with tattoo artist Gabriel Pelleroni. 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 Uh, while he has enjoyed the fame after Pellerone posted a clip on TikTok, TikTok. Sh uh, showing the student and his tattoo entering McDonald's, Colonetta said his parents had been left 
perplexed. Um, certainly they encouraged me to be less impulsive and to better reflect on things. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm just going to get a tap. (laughs) Yeah, I love the... They encouraged me to be less impulsive and to do and to better reflect on yeah, things. I don't think they were the exact words they would have used. Well, he's not going to church anytime. <laughs> so this kid, I don't reckon. So anyway, anyway, oh, that's a good. Uh, we might take a, a, a little, little snapo, a little snapo, righto, and we'll be back in a jiff. See you soon. Well, Rutsy, uh, come to the time of the show. Um, you know where you know I've said to you. I mean, there's so much doom and gloom and all the stuff that goes on, and and of course, one thing that we've always you know we we sat back and watched, I suppose, is the implosion of our tourism market. Yeah. So we think yeah. about the planes and the pilots and the, you know, the, the the plane staff and the groundsmen. And, but what about the people that sit at the other end of where those planes used to fly to? Mm-hmm. So tourism in general um, in has taken tourism. an absolutely monumentous hit. Um, now, I was lucky enough, um, the other week, uh, I was just um, uh, trawling through some social media, and you know, social media can be really uh, ordinary at times in terms of what it's capable of doing, but the, this is a good news, good feel story, which we all like. Um, so I was trawling through, and I saw a posting from this um, lovely lady, and we actually, had a, we actually had a mutual friend. And what I saw about her post was... Yeah. She uh, is raising uh, a whole series of donations in order to send over to Fiji. F1J1. F1J1. And uh, and I just thought, um, gee, that's a wonderful thing. And But then the more I sort of, sort of looked into it and, and understood what it was, it's quite devastating. And this lady is just doing some incredible work. Um, and what she said was that she had some stuff in storage, you know, one of the big storage blokes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and she was pleading with them to try and have some leniency and, of course, you know, bubble. <laughs> yeah. um, and fortunately, uh, where I where I work, we, we had a little bit of space and um, I reached out to her and said, uh, you, you don't need to worry about your storage. I reckon I can help you there. Anyway, we've, uh, we feel as though we've known each other for about a thousand years now. Oh, very um, good. In fact, when he really met the other day, um, for the first time, but we've spoken a lot. But I just thought her story, her cause, and what she's doing is so inspirational and so wonderful. Because, and if I can just go back one step, so no tourism means no travellers. No travellers no means income. no spending. Yep. No income yep. means Get no it. food. No income means no mm. no clothing. Right. So these these people are in dire need. And um, so we're going to talk to Karen Abbott, and I believe that we might have her on the phone. We've got her on right the line now. if I'm doing my job. Karen, are you there, my sweet? I am gorgeous. <laughs> what a lovely intro. <laughs> oh, my well. goodness. I was actually tearing up as you were saying that. Oh, <laughs> grab the box of tissues, darling. I'm not finished. Yeah, Karen, <laughs> I, I often cry when it's got Oh, honey, that was beautiful. <laughs> now, I, I was remiss of me now, so... Karen, you uh, you run this wonderful um, institution, uh, foundation, whatever the correct terminology is called, um, Fiji <laughs> Oz. Um, and you've given us a whole lot of information. But I, you know, rather than us go through sort of chapter and verse, um, why don't yep. you sort of step us back to how it all came about? And there's a bit of a story in that itself. 
um, and uh, and then just talk us through what you're doing. And then, you know, I, I also believe we, we still need to find you a little bit of help. So we're hoping that uh, maybe we can put out this little broadcast and uh, maybe there's uh, somebody out there that uh, that's really strikes a chord with and they can uh, they can help us and, and help you uh, achieve what you want to. So um, take us back to the start. All right. Look, thank you so much. Yes, hopefully, um, yes, we can get some help. Look, I won't go too um, far back because it does go back a long way. But sure. back in 2006, uh, my daughter, who was nine months old, myself and my ex-husband, who's my best friend now. I know that's really weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we went to Fiji and we through a conference and we went out to an outer island. And okay. back then there was no... No doctors, no nurses, no anything. Now, my daughter, CJ, was about one o'clock in the morning, started uh, sort of jumping up and down in the cot having a fit. And at that stage, it was wow. pretty scary. Um, okay. I just, yeah, it was, it was horrendous. Um, I just grabbed one of the Fijian ladies that was walking past at that time, and she came in. Now, this is the first time to Fiji, and with the daughter nine months, it was like... I didn't know what to do, but she just said, uh, let me have, have your child. And they took CJ with another lady into a bourree and they took off most of their clothes and they took off all CJ's clothes and they wrapped themselves in like binders, you know, like arm um, leaves. Yeah, right. Mm. And yeah, and they told me if I could sit out the front. So look, I just, at that stage, I just wanted something to, to happen. And they were chanting and within an hour they said, oh, Karen, come back in. And I came in and she was like just lying there peacefully asleep. And I said, what happened? And they said, just go back to your beret and just turn off the air conditioning. And I went, okay. So I t- turned off the air conditioning and in a couple of days we came back to Australia um, and she, she was fine after that. Right. We took her to the right. doctor and the doctor said because she was a preemie baby, yep. her her heart found it really hard to regulate with the heat outside and the air conditioning inside. And they said if nothing had happened, she could have actually died. And I was like, you know, I got a chill all while I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And I remember as a small child always doing some sort of um, fundraising. And I used to watch... Um, you know the nun story where the nuns took the ch- oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> where the nuns took the children over the hill. Yeah, that's it. I was, Not the sound of well, music. That, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I always said to my mum, "I'm going to be a nun, and I'm going to help these children." You know, I thought oh, that's what I was going to do. Anyway, so coming from Cheltenham, you might know this, um, Scotty, but um, oh, there was a nun nunnery around the corner in Cheltenham. And I actually went there when I was about 14 years old to see if I could become a nun. But they said that I just couldn't be quiet yep. enough and <laughs> I talked too much. So they put me on the switchboard. I, 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 reckon, said, I reckon you would have lasted about three seconds. Why <laughs> <laughs> like, did that? But, but they, should have made you head of, they should have made you head of fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, there goes my nunnery. I'm not going to be doing that. So so I always knew I was going to look after. I didn't know who. And anyway, so cut a long story short, it turned out to be, okay, Fijian people. So from that day on, I sort of thought, so I started to go back every year and I did all that. And then in 2012, the the floods hit Fiji pretty bad. And one of the lovely ladies from Fiji rang me and said, look, can you help us? And I was working at Fitness First in Bayside. 
And um, I just put the word out, and then from then on, it just went crazy, and I was getting donations, donations, and donations. So that's how it started. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. And what's the organisation called, Karen? Fiji Oz Foundation, F-I-J-O-Z. Just so, how do we find you on the World Wide Web? Um, We do have a website, so FijiOzFoundation.com, and it's got all our past um, projects in there, most of them anyway. Now, and, and as I said uh, before at the uh, at the top of the interview, um, you, you've done this wonderful work. You know, this, you continue to do this wonderful work, and and we were uh, lucky enough that we uh, were able to help you out with a little bit of space so that you didn't incur oh, some costs. And um, we we're just delighted that we could do that. But you, but you still need some more help. Um, you got a, you got a bunch of boxes there with things from totem poles to clothing to books to rules. Well, like and his, pencils yeah. and well, like, you know stuff yes, for the frontline workers, and that stuff's got to get over to Fiji, right? It has to get over to Fiji because, as you said, uh, they haven't been working for eighteen months. So yeah. you can imagine, there's a, yeah. they don't have anything. So we've got seventy five boxes that we need to get over by air because it needs to get over there ASAP. Yep. And yes, we need to raise money to get get these things. So, over there. so let's just think about that and spitball it, as they say. So there might be somebody who's got a, a couple of containers. They might have they might have yep. uh, hired a commercial airline of some description. They might have yes. uh, you know what, whatever it is. There might be somebody who's flying. On, there might be somebody on a private jet that's fortunate yes. enough to go. You know, and so if there's anybody, I mean, think laterally. I mean, money would solve the problem because you could, you know, obviously just buy a commercial ticket and put your stuff on. But I think you were telling me recently, you know, that's sort of upwards of about $10,000 just to get yeah. that stuff across. Well, so, well that, that's correct. Because there's no, not many planes going over there, they're very scarce. Obviously, if a plane's going over there, they're already going to take stuff over. They're putting up the prices. Now, in, yep. in previous times, sometimes I do get an airline that says, you know what, we'll get it over there. But you've also got to think logistically, okay, we want to get it over there. So we get it over to the other side. Then yep. we've got customs that I'm going to try and get. And then from there, yep. I've got all my helpers over the other side yep. going to deliver these things to other, um, other islands Yep. Again, they need money to get it over there. So yeah. I've got to have you see where I'm going there. Yeah, it's and not just getting and, yeah. And the other yep. thing that I understood from you was that um, sadly it could end up in the wrong hands um, and yes. and not get to where it's meant to at all. Correct. So therefore, there's Correct. there's the logistical piece around security of making sure that it Correct. gets to the people who are going to do the distribution. So it's not just as simple as putting some boxes on a plane and sending them across. Karen's done an That's enormous exactly amount right. of work in making sure that she's got people at this end and people at the other end. But, you know, the slightest thing could go wrong um, if all the ducks aren't in a row and she doesn't have all the support that she needs. So I would just like to give a huge shout-out to anybody who's got a thought about how Karen and her wonderful organisation might be able to get some of this stuff. Um, We've got it tucked away in Keysborough at the moment. Um, yep. It's nice and secure. It's all boxed up, ready to go. It just needs to be picked up and taken to an airport and put on an aircraft and shot over the ditch, as they say. Um, <laughs> as they say, once, <laughs> the other ditch. once it's over the ditch, 
<laughs> I can look after it on that side, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so no, that's, that's yeah, perfect. Thank well, you, thank you. Well, I just, uh, look, it was uh, anything that anybody can do to help you and this wonderful organisation, I think, is uh, is a great thing. In amongst all the other garbage that we're dealing with at the moment, it was a lovely story and uh, and I even uh, I even caught the video piece about um, the young lady who lost her husband only four weeks after their baby was born, 20 weeks, oh, born at 27 yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah. massively preemie. Absolutely. And you got in touch with her and, and have put your, you know, put your hand out to her as well. And, and I know she's a very strong ambassador of Fiji Oz now. Yep. And um, yep. and I'm going to yep. do whatever I can to help Fiji Oz. Thanks. And, uh, oh, I'm going to lean on... You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> lean on all the people that I know and we'll do whatever we can, however we can, to uh, to help you in any way, sweet. So, uh, they're, they're, Thank you they're so great. much. Guys. They're great people, the Fijians. <laughs> oh, they look. I've not been, but I, oh, I, yeah. I, no, I've been. got a. They uh, are. a beautiful I've, people. I'm just thinking if I uh, if I can stay involved with this and we can uh, we can help oh. do some stuff. Well, uh, well, you'll have to visit. One I'll day. have to get over there, won't I? I'll make sure I'll stand there with the uh, with the SLR and make sure the stuff doesn't get nicked. There's, there's motivation. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, guys, you're amazing. Karen, oh, God, yes. you're amazing you. because of what you do. And uh, and as I say, when I caught up with you just recently i could see the passion and enthusiasm you're lifting you know 20 30 40 kilo boxes and onto trolleys and oh, so was personal your, training so is your daughter and your and your now husband and uh we, ex-husband oh, ex, oh that's the ex-husband was it no he he's he well yes and um but he is the most adorable man yeah he was so, he, he's a yeah, lovely man yeah no well that's, oh, that's um, a story for another day that's yeah well they will get you we'll get you back on and uh <laughs> Hey, I'll be a regular. That really will be red faces that day. <laughs> hey, Karen. I'll tell you, look... you what, I'll, I'll come on every week until St Kilda win the grand final. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's another 48 years, Karen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you look after yourself. Uh, you're doing wonderful, you, wonderful guys. work. And uh, and we'll try and do whatever we can to spread the messages far and wide. But um, Absolutely congratulations to you Thank for everything you. you're doing for those lovely people over in Fiji. And I'm sure they're very grateful. And I'll, so, well, uh, I'll I'll see if I can work my magic uh, fingers oh, and put I've this on our smile. socials. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yep. a smile ear yep. to ear. Uh, we'll, we'll get this on our socials as well. So uh, I think last count, we had, what have we got, about 8.4 million people? That oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. yes. In, in, so, oh, um, Karen, you've been, on, you've been on two smoking guns and... Um, <laughs> But you're the best, you. you're the best smoking gun I've come across. So uh, you look oh, after you're, yourself. You're <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Love right you. Take Thank care. You. Bye, Cheers. Bye. Bye. Now, Scotty, um, you and I love a game of golf. Yes. And um, unfortunately, we haven't been allowed to play no, like many others not for a long time. So, um, if I can't play golf, yes. I've been watching a bit of it. Oh, have you? Yes, a little right. bit of it. But I've also found a song about golf. That I thought you might enjoy. Right. In fact, I found two songs, but I'm going to play one, and I'm going to save the other one as a little bit of a treat for you. Right. Eh? So just uh, just have a listen to the lyrics on this one <laughs> and tell me what you think. Is there a warning required? No, I don't think no? so. Okay. Let's good. see. Right. Eh? Let's see how it goes. Saturday morning, I'm up before dawn. Drop by the clubhouse and then Grab my old golf shoes and I put them on And that's when my troubles begin Start on the driving range, hit a few balls 
Spanking them awesome with sweet fades and draws. But on that first tee, it all goes to pot. First shot's OB, and it cost me two shots. They go high, they go low. Where them bad boys are going, I don't really know. To the left and the right. They go shanking and clanking and clean out of sight. I'm shooting doubles, I'm drinking the same. Oh, it's a balls out misery. again. Now on that back nine, I'm putting for par. Just a three-footer, I got it for sure. That's when I push it, it rolls sailing past all wise. This game's such a pain in my eye. They go high, they go low. For just once in my life, let that ball find the hole. To the left and the right. They go shanking and clanking and clean out of sight. I'm shooting doubles, I'm drinking the same. Oh, it's a dove shot agony. Nothing but sadness and heartache and pain. Lord, why does golf do this to me? You like that, oh, Scotty? Mate, you like well, that little... I have one question for you. Yeah. Do we get royalties? Because they've clearly been watching you and I play, and that's where they got the inspiration Isn't that from. that beautiful little that's song? That's magnificent. A little country and western never, song about golf. never heard that in my life, but I'll tell you what, I could relate to every single line. I'm shooting doubles oh, and drinking the same. I just started when I put my shoes on. <laughs> now, when I was doing the research oh, for that... I found a song yes. by John Daly. Oh, what? You know John Daly, <laughs> yeah. the, the big American yeah, golfer. Yeah, yeah. And he recorded a song. It's only a minute 40, so I might sneak a bit of it in. Uh, his song's called I Hit It Hard. <laughs> and he sings <laughs> it himself. Is he talking about golf? <laughs> yeah, no, he sings it himself. Have a listen. going to be John Daly. I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to grip it and rip it. And I'm going to grip it and sip it. I ain't changing Well, I've won and lost against the best This old road's been a hell of a test I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down There's rules I love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man
the rough I've seen, these ups and downs, somehow I just keep on playing through. So all you critics pull up a chair at the winner's circle soon, I'll be there with a high five and a smile for you. Hit it hard, man. How about that? Mate. <laughs> Johnny Daly. He can hold a tune. He can hold a tune. He can hold a tune. He's pretty good, isn't it? That was superb. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, you know, this is almost, I was trying to think, Bon Jovi. Yeah, there was a bit of Bon Jovi about it. With um, the backup singers and everything. I hit it just, hard, man. That's brilliant. You know, one oh, one minute what, 40 of genius. Look I'll that up. What, it's I, called John Daly Hit might, It Hard. That might have to be the new theme song for the guns. <laughs> I hit it hard, oh, man. I hit it hard, man. I hit it hard, man. <laughs> that's hey, that's brilliant. Thank there you, you go. I thought you'd enjoy well, that. Well, I'll tell you what. That is, uh, you couldn't have given me a better segue. <laughs> well, I, because, I aim to please. Because... Uh, Talk about hit it hard, man. <laughs> this person hit it hard. Yeah, well, that's, that's, there you go. I'll share this with you. Yeah, please. Um, so this, we're still in the world of golf. When golf, uh, when one golf fan set off to watch some of the Games Elite players um, compete in, in New York recently, yes. um, I, he I, did not count yeah. on a golf ball landing in his T-shirt. No, I did see this on the news <laughs> services. It was very but funny. But that's exactly just what happened at this US PGA Northern Trust Tournament. Uh, when reigning Masters champion uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Matsuyama, yeah, Matsuyama, uh, he is a T-shirt. A, a Japanese name pronounced in an Italian accent. Yeah, Matsuyama, <laughs> Matsuyama, <laughs> Matsuyama. That's how we roll. Matsuyama, Matsuyama. Um, hit so, it hard. Hit so, those vowels yeah, hard. So he had a T-shirt that landed inside a spectator shirt. Yeah. Matsuyama struck the astonishing shot on the tenth hole at Liberty. <laughs> National in Jersey City, New Jersey. He watched as his ball struck a path, yeah. took a high bounce, and then nestled inside the shirt of a male fan. Went between my legs, hit my knee, and somehow rolled up into my shirt. That's right. <laughs> Said the fan who got the ball autographed by Matsuyama. Clearly, the shirt wasn't tucked in, <laughs> so he wasn't following golf etiquette. So anyway, there you go. That's uh, You're better off with it up your shirt than in your, in your, in your bonds. Could have gone somewhere else. Oh, it might have hurt a bit more, <laughs> too. But he got it signed yeah. by Matsuyama. Yeah, exactly. And so, he's got a, got a memento. And he's got a fantastic story to tell yeah. with it. So. I, I'm actually surprised Matsuyama didn't try and play through. <laughs> and, uh, Can I get a drop? He said, do, mate, do you mind just walking 200 metres and the ball falls out on the green, perhaps? Or could you lie down? Could you lie down and let me have... I'll play from here. I'll play through. <laughs> I promise I won't break a rib. <laughs> hey, Very talk good. about blokes that get uh, some paychecks. Yeah. I'll just I'll run this one. So and so, in the spirit of golf, I'm going to call this Rutsy. Give me the nearest to the pin. Right, nearest <laughs> the pin. Like nearest it. the pin. Uh, New York Apple Chief Tim Cook. Yes, uh, Tim uh, had a fairly good year. Yeah, he's had a reasonable yeah, year. Reasonable year. Uh, he's received a bonus. Stocks have gone all right. Uh, the bonus reflects a stock option plan set up in. 2011. Oh, yeah, so nice ten, timing, ten years, Tim. 10 years. Yeah. When Mr. Cook took over as CEO from uh, Steve Jobs. Yep. Before the Apple's co founders uh, had passed away. Since then, Apple's market value has skyrocketed to more than 
2.4 trillion. In nine, ten nine years, it's gone up a lot. Two, a lot. Four trillion. A lot. So, nearest to the pin, uh, Tim Cook received a bonus of how much? I'm going to say $1.3 billion. Oh, really? Okay. Um, no, well, they're clearly not generous at Apple because <laughs> um, he, he didn't get $1.2 billion or $3 billion, whatever you just said. Um, but he did get $750 million. Well, That's 0.7 of a million, <sighs> which is enough. Seven hundred and fifty. How million. would you spend that? Five million of its shares were cashed out. Yes. Well, good on him. Half. I mean, he's yeah, he's it. presided over one of the world's greatest companies. So he got five million shares at. Well, he's made he's made a lot of people a lot of money. One hundred and fifty bucks a he's share. He's made a lot of people a lot of money who owned that. Share. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. And um, so it just begs begs the question. I mean, when you're worth that much and you get that's an annual bonus. Yeah. What do you spend it on? Yeah, I don't know. Buy a bigger boat, mate. You'd, you'd be buy a bigger house. But how buy big? A golf but how big? Buy how, a brewery. You, you, you buy enough stuff. You, you you'll spend a whole year and not get there. You'll send up a foundation, surely. Well, invest just, it wisely and help the world. You well, would have just, thought. Wouldn't you like to think they'd do that? I tell you, Does the you other, want to buy a radio station. <laughs> want to start one? <laughs> um, the other thing I came across and I saw briefly, and I didn't take note of it, but I'm going to do. I'll come back to you with this. It was celebrities who had invested into businesses that yeah. have now gone bazinga yeah. through the roof. Well, uh, Hamish Blake's partner? 86 mil she picked yeah, up. Yeah, nice. Um, no, I'm talking about... Um, Warnie? Warnie's done all right? Yeah, no, Warnie's Punter. done all right. Now, this is overseas, though. Oh, so overseas. this is like those that got into Afterpay at oh, 80 yeah. cents. Yeah, those, those know, Now they're $124. Justin Bieber and oh, people yeah. like this, right? But you'd be amazed to, to know who they are and what they invested in. So I'll, Money I'll, makes money sometimes. Yes, mate. I think that might be the case. Money makes money. Just what have you got for a me? A tangent for you. What have you got I for want me? to talk to you about something that caught my eye through the week. <laughs> You're going to run out of eyes in a minute. <laughs> no, this was actually not funny but interesting yeah, because what, what like what's happening is Victoria Police, yes, they're trialling virtual reality training systems. Well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, correct. Like That's said, smart, that right? Perfect. I think it's fantastic. It's like video games. So what they're doing is, is there's, a, there's a training academy in Glen Waverley. Yes. And uh, since this year... They um, they borrow it from the gaming with us, so they kit them out in the goggles and replica guns, and they're immersed in a virtual reality world, yeah. which looks similar to uh, obviously a video game. Yep, makes perfect sense. So some of the scenarios, um, there's a siege which takes place in a city venue where people have been taken hostage by armed captors. Yep, that's one. There's another one involving a hostile vehicle being driven towards the officers at high speed in a CBD laneway. Yeah, another realistic one. Yeah. Um, a knife-wielding man in an apartment littered with extremist flags and literature is another. Yeah. And an incident on a busy Balti Bridge is another. So they're all, you know, reality around Melbourne yep. sort of situations. Yep. Um, the Americans use it a bit. The UK uh, obviously uses so it a bit as well. are we using this yet? Or it's so coming? it's been going for four months and we're going to continue with the next stage of the pilot. Each training session is recorded, which gives the officers a chance to analyse their actions, which is great. Right. Inspector Paul O'Loughlin told the Police Association Journal, yes. an august read, that the new training plugged a crucial gap which helped ex inexperienced officers. And yeah. I think that is a fantastic thing. That's where the world of gaming yep. and VR, virtual reality, yes. is assisting um, making our 
Well, police more experienced. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Well, how I, good's that? Well, I might be able to get us some first-hand knowledge of that because I know Can a you young man. You get us some I, goggles? I, mate, I've got a young man yeah. uh, who's uh, related to, who's actually, you know, we're related to or in, involved with one of my mm-hmm. my eldest daughter. Oh, good. And he is going through the academy as we speak. Awesome. That'd so be when he comes out the other end... I think we might even we, grab him. We might grab him, have a and, chat about uh, that. And uh, you know, hopefully things might be lifted, and we can grab him and come into the studio and have a chat to him, and find out, That'd be and awesome. just talk to him about what the whole course was, and yeah. uh, and in particular, what did he uh, actually have exposure to this VR stuff? Because I think that would be fascinating. It'd be good, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially for the new generation who probably used to that 100%, stuff too. hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that'd be gold. So there you go. Talk to me um, about that basketball. Oh, right, now the, this that's was, a good story. Well, this was very funny, right? Because uh, all of the conjecture around Toby Green, yes, um, which doesn't appear as though it's over. I think the AFL are going to come back and have a crack at him after the end of the. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to opine on that because I think we'll let the judiciary. Yeah, take its course. yeah, just let it run its course. I, all I would say was, uh, in my opinion, those that uh, feel as though they want to support Toby Green. Um, Clearly, want to have a think about what they think about uh, protecting umpires. Yeah, I agree. All I would say. Totally. Um, but this was beautiful um, the, because there was there was dialogue and discussion going on about Toby Green, and uh, I heard one chap that said, uh, "Well, I can tell you now, um, if any of that sort of behaviour happened in basketball, he would be rubbed out for life. Wow, life." Really? So, yep. And uh, this one particular chap came on and he said, "Look, um, he because said, where I, is the." Umpire in basketball, they're on the sideline, though, aren't they? They're not uh, in the midst. Yeah, of no, play. they're on the side. But I mean, you can still be abused. Yeah, and, yes, and, and yes, Somebody yes. can still come up and get in your face, no, or that's push true. you, or that's whatever. Anyway, this particular chap um, was recounting uh, that he actually sat on a number of panels um, in a judiciary sort of capacity of um, trying to work out the penalty for people that um, had uh, crossed the line, so to speak. And he said, uh, he said the best one I've ever had was um, one particular chap and uh, he remonstrated with an umpire and pushed him and did all sorts of things that were reprehensible and he was rubbed out for life. But it got a little bit better because he got life plus one week. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody uh, came back and said, life would you one care week. to explain life plus one week? He said, yes, it's very simple. He said uh, the the penalty for uh, the indiscretion was life. And if you don't turn up to the tribunal, you get an extra week. (laughs) (laughs) So he got life plus a week. Life plus one. (laughs) That's right. So I just thought, my goodness me, that was just too funny. (laughs) 